there was a, a march this morning by some of your members. How did that go? Um, yes, there was a march this morning. Uh, we were about 500 strong, marching even past Anglo-American offices. It's going well, and we continue to to really raise the issue in public as we march through town, finally culminating at the court and having a picket throughout the day. You had about 200 civil society groups and friends of the court uh, attending proceedings yesterday. What's the attendance like today? Um, the attendance is still pretty high. Um, as you know, this is really a groundbreaking case, uh, one of the most significant in post-apartheid South Africa. So we have a lot of media, we have a lot of civil society representatives, and of course the lawyers are present, and we are keeping an eye on proceedings every single day. And what are some of the presentations that have been made so far in court? Okay, so today we had advocate Jeff Badlander really trying to outline the fact that the mining industry knew its obligations to mine workers and breached those obligations or did not fulfill those duties. Um, Some of the mining industry uh, evidence that they want to bring, some of the opposing evidence that they want to bring against this class is that, you know, the mining industry has been under different ownership. The mining industry shouldn't uh, shouldn't uh, be held responsible um, in terms of the constitution retro retroactively. That some of these mining houses weren't even around pre ninety four. So all those kinds of arguments are the things Jeff is trying to really refute and rebut, um, and really just calling out the fact that the mining industry knew for 45 years, actually, what it was supposed to do and neglected to do that. Tanya, is a settlement on the cards, or are we likely to hear a judgment on this? It's too soon to tell at the moment. We, in this actual case, will go, uh, will evolve in stages. So at this point, we just want to fight for the class uh, to be certified, meaning that hundreds of thousands of people would uh, therefore get justice as opposed to the individual system which makes that very, very difficult. So if we get the class, it's been on the mining industry's hands to either go the trial route or settle. Uh, and, you know, people say that settlement might be in the, the easiest route for them if they really don't want to be liable for the more money than they, they can be made to be. Uh, and we'll, we'll see. I mean, this... Well, what is the position of, of, of Sanke Gender Justice on a settlement? We just want justice for for the miners and their dependents, for their families and, um, and, the, and people in marginalized communities. We are relying on the legal efforts, particularly our representatives stock and Sonke uh, and Tech, that's in Section 27, to kind of, uh, to, to, to figure out the legalities and the milieu and essentially figure out what is the best option for miners in attaining justice. So we're not legal experts. We are simply bringing evidence, open up and reveal how devastating the impact was, not only for minors, but for women and children, women and girls particularly, who have to care for minors as they die from this disease. Is there any rand value that's, that's been put out as a, as a number that could be settled on or as a judgment out of this case? Um, not that. It's, it's, a, it's a rough figure. It's definitely in the millions and millions of dollars, but... We don't know yet. It's speculatory at this stage. But because the class is such a, uh, of such a magnitude, I mean, this will be money not only for miners who lived and worked in South Africa, but miners from the city, Swaziland, and other neighboring countries.